Welcome to Ice Flame. Join us on another Star Wars adventure. Punch it, Chewie. Welcome, welcome to another week of Ike's Flame and another episode. I'm super excited to be with you guys again this week. And we got, um, as we continue September here, we got another guest as um, we are doing guests here all of September and diving in um, to different Star Wars aspects, Star Wars characters, as well as just um, talking to some people that also love Star Wars, um, which I enjoy doing and diving in. So today we have um, Twin Sons Talks um, with us, and um, I will let him introduce himself. So how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, yeah, so my name's uh, Jonah Liu, and I'm the host of Twin Sun Talks, which is another Star Wars podcast. So yeah. super excited to be on and uh, glad that you... Glad that you invited me. Yeah. Um, so, Jonah, do you, um, just so that they can get a little bit of uh, grasp around who, like, what your podcast does, what you guys focus on, um, like, we'll just give them a brief summary of what you guys do or what you do with your podcast. Totally. Um, I cover a very wide range of Star Wars topics. I uh, try to cater to... Uh, beginners as much as possible but recently i've been diving into a little more deep lore um it's i just i i would say that personally my interest is most dense within the prequel trilogy and sort of the clone wars and that sort of era of star wars so that's probably what i cover most just kind of because that's what's most interesting to me yeah but uh we have we have episodes every monday and uh, i try to keep them from like 15 to 20 minutes and just cover star wars topic and then kind of move on to the next one and i do uh, reviews for any new shows that may come out uh okay. as they come out so awesome yeah that's good awesome stuff um and so i assume you're excited for andor show coming up here so excited so, so excited good, yeah. good stuff um and <clears throat> yeah i know there's a lot of people counting down for that i also know there are a lot of people that were bummed for that when it got pushed back yeah. Like three or four weeks so yeah. um but yeah I'll, i'm pumped for that as well but um so when so just so the listeners can get to know you as well um just kind of like why when you when you think about like okay hey i'm gonna start a po star wars podcast i'm gonna do a podcast on star wars like why star wars what like your love for star wars like why why is that and what what are some reasons that you love Star Wars and maybe even just some moments that like, oh, this pulled me into Star Wars and that sort of thing. Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, I mean, obviously I love Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, that's just a given just because I'm willing to talk about it for hours on end. But um, <laughs> I, I mean, that's the, that's, that was kind of how I connected with a lot of people was mm, mainly yeah. like, like, oh, you like Star Wars? Well, I can talk to you for like I said, for hours now. Yeah. And uh, and I can hone in on pretty much any topic. I, I really love learning about lore and um, it's just a super enjoyable thing for me to learn about. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great escape. I love worlds like Star Wars where it has elements, of course, of our society and our, our life here in the real world, but it, it's far enough removed that I, I feel like I can really go there and it's a place that I can go if I'm feeling stressed about school or just life in general. And I don't really have to worry about that stuff for the two hours or even like 20 minutes that I spend in that little world. Like it's a great, um, 
just just easy little escape for me and i would say that probably what got me most into star wars was the clone wars tv show that's mm -hmm. probably my favorite piece of star wars content just as a collective unit um yeah. and uh and yeah i mean just having conversations with friends and and uh people responding well to like what i have to say about star wars and stuff like that was really yeah. what what prompted me to make the podcast and we've been going strong for almost a year and a half now okay a little under a year and a half and um yeah enjoying every second of it so that's, awesome, that's about yeah. me yeah. yeah yeah that's awesome and i said that was gonna be my next question is how long your podcast been going so you said a year and a half then yeah so i'm not sure when you're planning on releasing this but uh at, at when at the time that we're recording it yeah. uh, i'm 112 episodes deep i got 113 coming out tomorrow okay and um and yeah awesome so yeah well um those of you guys listening it's uh mid-september so okay um, good stuff. so we're so about we'll be three, a little further yeah so it'll be a few episodes beyond that but yeah so um but yeah that's awesome um and i gotta ask you so you said like clone wars is your favorite um favorite collection of star wars um you definitely you mentioned that prequels is kind of like where you dive in that um, really, really dive into Star Wars, and um, I'm I'm guessing you. That's also what you grew up with. Um, yeah. As uh, and that would have been similar for me. Um, is mm -hmm. like that is like as a kid, like watching the Clone Wars um, and that sort of thing. Is so. Would you say that is also part of the reason why you love Clone Wars prequels type era? Is like that's part of what you grew up with as Star Wars content coming out. Yeah, man. No, I grew up with it. I watched every episode of the Clone Wars as it came out. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's a very fond memory of mine. Waking up on Saturday and and having Clone Wars recorded and getting to watch that. Getting so, to watch it, yeah, 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 no, definitely. It's a, it's a highlight of the week for sure. Yeah, I didn't necessarily watch the Clone Wars as they came out. I actually watched them later. Um, yeah. But still, growing up with like the prequels, movies coming out and that time frame. Yeah. Um, definitely is that fondness and those fond memories as well um as as i talk about that as well um before we get into our character for the day um mm -hmm. which i know you're super pumped about um we're going to talk about a little mace windu coming up here in a minute but oh, yeah before we get into that um do you play um any star wars video games or like mm -hmm. do you if you do like what are some of your like ones like oh i love this video game what um that you would suggest other people picking up and playing or that sort of thing. Yeah. So I am not a huge gamer. Okay. Uh, I, I don't play all that much. What I do play is Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my, that's been the most recent. I played the complete saga back in the day. Yeah. Um, that's really it. If I'm okay. being completely honest, I'm, I'm planning on getting into Fallen Order eventually. I just, yeah. it's hard with school and yeah. And life, it's just a little tough to to con to commit time to doing that. But I, uh, yeah, it's it's mainly that's, just the Lego that, Star Wars. Th yeah. No, that's totally fair, and <laughs> um, I can connect with you on uh, a level with that as well. Because I'm guessing you played that as like a kid growing up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I did as well. So I don't play too many video games. Um, I play a little bit of mobile game, like Star Wars mobile game, but like oh, cool. I don't play like. I haven't played Fallen Order or some of that stuff is uh, more recent stuff. But yeah. when the Skywalker saga came out, I'm like, this is kind of nostalgic because I yeah. played the complete saga and all that when I was younger. So most um, definitely, 
yeah, so I, 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 I broke down and bought that for my PC and played that. Good so stuff. I get that as well. So awesome. So as I mentioned, we're going to dive into Mace today. And so as we dive into Mace, Jonah, like, um, and I told you this up front, like, I like Mace as a character, but he's definitely like in the Star Wars universe, like not necessarily like if I'm just want to going to talk about a character for hours, like, um, I'm not going to necessarily going to choose Mace to talk about. So, um, but I, when I, cause I asked you, um, before we started recording, like, and when we were setting this up, what character would, do you want to pick or choose to record? So when you, so why did you choose Mace? Uh, what, um, what is that for you that you chose Mace to talk about today? Yeah. So Mace Windu is my favorite character, um, personally. And, um, the the reason initially was very superficial purple is my favorite color has been since <laughs> i was a child and so uh whenever i was first watching the movies i was like that's the only guy with the purple lightsaber and that's yeah. super dope and he's my guy <laughs> and so that was for, from a young age he was always my favorite and then once i kind of matured in my star wars knowledge i was like dang this guy's super cool too yeah and just i think that he's super unique super i don't know complex i can agree that it can be kind of hard to talk about him for an extended period of time because there's not a lot of lore surrounding him, at least in canon. Yeah. And, um, which is, a, which is unfortunate, but, yeah. um, but I, I still find him to be a very interesting character. I want more of him in the future, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about later, but, yeah. um, and yeah, he's just my favorite initially for the purple lightsaber. And then as I kind of learn more about star Wars, I just, I, I it was just he just got cooler and cooler so yeah. Uh, yeah no that's totally fair and i i i love i love that you bring up the point that like in canon we don't actually have a ton of mace mm -hmm. um and so like that may be part of the reason why i'm like not dug in super deep into it is just because we don't have a ton of it yeah. um and so um with that said though um like when you think about um, Mace and like kind of his like, can you give me like a two to three minute, if possible, like overarching <laughs> story of like Mace's uh, journey, Mace's life um, and kind of just dive into that real quick for us. Yeah. So um, starting in the Phantom Menace or like a little before the Phantom Menace, he was obviously there when Anakin was brought before the council and um, was one of the ones that pronounced him too old to be trained. And he was actually the youngest at the time, the youngest Jedi to ever be promoted to the rank of master and put on the council. Okay. So that was kind of a really big deal. And I think that he might not admit this outright just because it would be very prideful, which is not very Jedi-like. <laughs> but I think for a while, he thought that he might have been the chosen one. And so that bred a lot of resentment towards this child who gets brought before him, yeah. who is said to be this prophesized being, um, which is why that they kind of had a pretty tense relationship. Mm -hmm. um, in Attack of the Clones, he led a Jedi task force to Geonosis to arrest Count Dooku and sort of um, stop the spread of the Separatist movement. And then the secondary mission was obviously to rescue Padme, Obi-Wan, and Anakin. Yeah. Um, killed Jango Fett, led clone forces, and then... In the Clone Wars, he led the 91st Reconnaissance Corps with Commander Pons, rest in peace, and um, was there during the Battle of Ryloth, uh, was there during the Battle of Anaxis, got yeah. assassinated by Boba Fett, 
there's a lot of stuff that went down uh helped yeah. the Bardottons uh and the Dugoyan masters with Jar Jar Binks which mm-hmm. was an interesting interesting yes. art and then finally in Re- Revenge of the Sith he um he at the end of the Clone Wars led a group of Jedi to try to arrest uh Chancellor Palpatine who was revealed to be a Sith Lord unsuccessfully yeah and um some people may say that he died after Anakin's betrayal, I might say differently, but you know, that's a but point yeah. of contention between me and, and a lot of other people. So yeah, and we may get into that a little bit when we do some speculation later. Yeah, um yeah. so and as as I was thinking as you were kind of laying that out there for us, is when we like because we have the the main areas we see um Mace is like Phantom Menace. Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, and then the Clone Wars TV show. Is yes. there other like uh, sources, like whether it's books or comics, um, that you pull from or that you look at a lot for like knowing information about Mace and some of that stuff? Yeah. So obviously, I have a lot of like character encyclopedias, and he's mm-hmm. bound to show up in those. Yeah. Um, but aside from those, there's really one major book. Uh, it's called Shatterpoint. It's no longer canon, unfortunately, but it's okay. a super interesting book about Mace in the early days of the Clone Wars, uh, going back to his home planet of Faroon Call and sort of helping his apprentice, Depa Balaba, who is the master of Kanan Jarrus mm-hmm. from the Rebels show. Yeah. Um, and helping her as she sort of turned to the dark side on mission there, trying to help this citizen militia against uh, separatist forces. And so she kind of fell to the dark side. He goes to try to redeem her. And it's a really interesting story. I would have, honestly, I didn't like it as much as I wanted to. Mm. Just having it be a May story, I wanted, I, I don't know. I think that it just wasn't quite what I was expecting. Yeah. But it's still very interesting just getting a glimpse into his mind and sort of, how he operates um the fact that he really blames himself for the clone wars because mm. he had like he had the opportunity to strike dooku down mm. uh, on geonosis but he decided to try to intimidate him and take him in alive yeah and he feels like since he didn't take that opportunity all this conflict is happening because of him and i can talk a little bit more about it that in a bit because that's pretty interesting but i'd say that's the major piece of lore that i look to when i'm trying to dive into him more as a character Mm -hmm. um aside from that i'm not super big into the comics i know that they talk a little bit about his master who's a woman named sislin mir um in those comics and kind of they some comics kind of go into him like building his lightsaber and going to the gathering with professor huang and all that stuff and um I've seen like panels from those comics. I haven't actually read those comics okay. myself. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I find that interesting. And actually, um, and part of it, I thought I I was kind of thinking Shatterpoint, but I wasn't sure. And then also, I couldn't remember if that was Legends or not, or if it had been yeah. made Legends um, or not, which it has. Um, yeah. One point I want to jump to, and you mentioned it, and I find this, and I didn't realize this. I find this interesting, and is you mentioned that. Mace at one point kind of thought of himself potentially as the chosen one. Yeah. Um, when we were talking about chosen one prophecy, um, I'm actually currently reading um, Brotherhood, oh, uh, which is such the, a good book. Which is um, a new new book about Obi Wan and Anakin, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, it a little bit made me think because they do talk about in Brotherhood, at least so far. I'm about halfway through, but they have referenced mm-hmm. this idea that um, there's this. A very tenuous relationship between Mace and Anakin, and so yeah. 
Um, could you dive in a little bit more to like a little bit of that tension, but also like why did Mace think that he might have been the chosen one? Most definitely. Um, I mean, and I first of all, I love Brotherhood. I read mm -hmm. that a few months ago. I did a whole episode about it. Yeah. Um, it's a really, really great book. So I'm excited that you're reading it. Yeah. But um, that's a really interesting question. I um, let me think. I mean, the idea, I mean, Mace was one of the most proficient Jedi of his time. Like I said, he was the youngest Jedi to ascend to the rank of master and then subsequently uh, mm -hmm. get a seat on the Jedi Council. And so I think that there was a lot of pride and arrogance mm, yeah. associated with that sort of status. And I think that mainly it was the validation from the people around him saying like, this guy, this kid is incredible. He's so powerful at such a young age mm -hmm. and he's just essentially he just learned very quickly and was very just naturally gifted with the force yeah and i think that that plus i mean we can talk about how he developed his own form of lightsaber combat called vapod which is sort of mm -hmm. meant to combat his inner darkness and sort yeah. of help him stay balanced i think with all of those factors in mind i think that it almost seemed like a foregone conclusion that like okay who else would it be other than mace and then yeah. out of nowhere this little slave boy comes from tatooine yeah. and it's like well this this kind of changes things but yeah. and i think that the fact that anakin was also extremely unorthodox in his ways and mace mm -hmm. was very um very straight laced very yeah. by the book yeah i think that that didn't help at all either i think that that was just like fuel to the fire of mm -hmm. resentment that mace felt towards him and um yeah, I don't know if that fully answered your question, but no, that's, that's totally the best helpful. answer I can give. That, that no, that's uh, I think that's a great answer, and I think that makes that makes sense. Um, because Anakin was a little bit that way as well. When we see Anakin mm -hmm. with like he has the affirmation that hey, you're such a great Jedi. He's getting um, <clears throat> by request of Palpatine, he gets put on the council, um, yeah. even though that is a little bit questionable with everything going on there. But yeah. we see some of this aspect of he is seen even as he's a padawan as a great jedi already um and um it's kind of a foregone conclusion they think that uh he will be a great jedi regardless of what happens um yeah which we know that doesn't exactly happen but um <laughs> so uh one another question i have for you is when you, when you think about nip mace is like so he's on the jedi council and he is you have master yoda there who's the grandmaster yeah. um do you if, if um what's the, i mean we know that master yoda is already getting to the end of his life um and mm -hmm. um he and we see that in the original trilogy and all that but do you think if if we didn't have order 66 as the jedi theoretically just kept on going um, in the Republic, how it was like, do you think Mace would have been next in line to be grandmaster, um, of the Jedi council? I do. Um, and this is actually tying back to that deal that I talked about, about Shatterpoint and, um, him sort of blaming himself for mm -hmm. the conception of the Clone Wars in the first place. Yeah. An interesting tidbit is that he was actually in the process of becoming grandmaster at the time so okay. yoda wanted to be able to train him up as the grandmaster mm. while he was still alive and while he was still like able to do so yeah um but whenever the battle of genosis happened the first battle of genosis um mace felt 
so much guilt and shame about how he he felt like he had caused the Clone Wars to happen in the first place, and just the guilt over all the Jedi that had died in the arena, um, mm-hmm. that he declined the offer to become Grandmaster and let Yoda hold the position a bit longer during the war so that he could be more involved in the war effort on the front lines. Okay. Um, so I think that it's a very realistic conclusion that Mace probably would have ascended to the rank of Grandmaster once um, once the Clone Wars ended. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And that's I, that's interesting to me, and I don't think I necessarily realized that. And so you actually said... So Yoda was actually already in the process of kind of training uh, Mace to do that and bring Mace mm-hmm. into that role uh, prior yeah. to Attack of the Clones. Pretty much, yeah. It was okay. kind of that transition process that was already happening, yeah. And that's not necessarily Legends, or that's not necessarily canon anymore. That's from Shatterpoint. That's but. from Shatterpoint, so kind of Legends. But, I mean, and even, I mean, that whole thing's a little bit hypothetical, but, I mean, it also goes to show the... I mean, the goes to show the power that Mace has, the wisdom mm-hmm. that Mace has, the um, influence within the Jedi Order as a whole, um, and on the Council. That I mean, he's gonna he was being considered for that regardless, um, yeah, and probably would have been. And so, like, I mean, that just goes to show his um, kind of his eminence in the Jedi Order, anyways. Totally. So, um, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. So um, we're going to take a short break, guys, and we'll be right back. And then uh, we've got a couple more questions for Jonah. And we're also, we're going we're gonna to dive into some speculation, which I think Jonah is excited about. Um, to <laughs> talk about that. I want to get his thoughts on that as well. So we'll be oh, yeah. right back with you. Awesome. We're right back with you, and we are going to dive in again to some more Mace. And um, before we get into speculation, Jonah, I want to give us a, give ourselves some plenty of time for speculation. Um, oh, yeah. Because I know you are you already mentioned, like, well, I don't know if he actually died. And so we got, <laughs> we got some fun stuff coming here, I got a feeling. But oh, yeah. um, before we get that, to kind of wrap up, like, Mace's story, Mace's uh, – just who Mace is, when you think of, like, some key characteristics of – what makes Mace Windu Mace Windu? Um, what comes to mind? What kind of like wraps up? Like if you had to say, hey, this is Mace Windu in two minutes, like kind of his characteristics, who he is, like what would you say? Yeah. So first of all, I think you got to go with the lightsaber. I mean, he has such a unique lightsaber mm-hmm. with the purple blade and also the hilt. Uh, this is one of my favorite little fun facts is that the gold plating on the hilt is made of Electrum which is sort of a, like, it's almost like a status symbol within the Jedi Order to sort of yeah. mark his mastery of the blade. It doesn't serve any functionality, but it's still pretty mm-hmm. interesting. He was the master and uh, creator of Form 7, or the Form 7 variant, Vapod, which mm-hmm. uh, sort of uh, walked the line between light and dark and utilized Mace's inner darkness as a weapon for the light. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was really the only practitioner of this form that didn't fall to the dark side. Um, so. So it relied on very quick and uh, rapid movements with a lot of discipline and sort of acted as a river between uh, the opponent and the person that was using it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why he was able to go toe-to-toe with, with Sidious for as long as he did. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Yeah, I think that a lot of people would consider him the embodiment of Jedi hubris and arrogance Mm -hmm. uh, and sort of a representation of the Jedi Order at the time of Order 66, kind of Mm -hmm. losing their way and focusing more on retaining their power rather than protecting the Republic. Mm -hmm. And um, and yeah, he also had cool um, recently canonized ability called Shatterpoint, which was a thing in... um, legends and was the namesake of the book that i've referenced a couple times Mm -hmm. but it was essentially the ability to locate someone or something's weak spot and Mm -hmm. exploit it Mm -hmm. um so he could also see that with like events and stuff like he could tell that palpatine was a shatter point for the galaxy Mm -hmm. and like he knew that one way he didn't know how but one way or another palpatine was going to affect the galaxy in a really big way Mm -hmm. um so kind of stuff like that yeah it's just pretty interesting that is interesting uh no yeah Thanks for that and like kind of that summing up of like who Mace is and yeah and I thought that is interesting the Shatterpoint idea and the, I mean a little bit of that is like some foresight knowledge into seeing what's going to happen in some aspects and some of that so that is pretty neat um, totally as well and I, I gotta ask this and this is kind of a grandmaster type question like I asked <laughs> but when we talk about the fight between um, Palpatine and Mace and Revenge of the Sith. If Anakin had not come in, um, if Anakin would have stayed where he was supposed to stay, as Mace told him, mm-hmm. on that, who do you, do you think Mace could have uh, beat Palpatine in that moment? Oh, yeah. I think that Mace is really the only Jedi that could have. Um, just because his fighting style, Palpatine had mastered all forms of lightsaber combat mm-hmm. and found lightsaber combat to be beneath him. He would rather focus on, like, force-based attacks or even Mm -hmm. like manipulation and sort of psychological attacks yeah but he found it as like a necessary evil almost where it's like i guess like this is what everyone else is doing so i might as well do it too Mm -hmm. but he mastered all seven forms of lightsaber combat was probably the best duelist of that era and maybe of all time Mm -hmm. but windu's uh windu's form form seven vapod was so quick and aggressive and like it was like it was named after a creature that moved so fast that you couldn't tell how many i think it's either arms or tentacles it had until it was dead it was that's how fast it moved um was that that's what of a pod is and that idea of it acting as sort of a river or a conduit between windu and then cycling power back into palpatine and then cycling it back into windu and all that stuff really the extent of his power in that moment was palpatine's power Mm mm-hmm and so I think it was just a battle of attrition at that point. And I think that Mace would have been disciplined enough to hang in there until the bitter end. And yeah, I think that eventually he would have been able to to overpower Palpatine given enough time. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And I can see that. I mean, even just from, <clears throat> uh, I mean, the idea just like Mace had a little more youthfulness to him um to hang in there and to win that if it came to a kind of a patience game as they uh fall back and forth and so yeah i could see that um yeah yeah so yeah i was just curious um i always find that scene very interesting of if anakin would just stayed where he was at yeah things could have been a lot different Um, definitely but um regardless um and now i want to dive in um to speculation um so (laughs) i'm just gonna say where do you think we're going to see Mace 
and what do you think that's going to look like and i'm just gonna let you go i was gonna say i'll try not to like i'll try to give some breaths in between but i have a lot of thoughts okay on go I was, for it I was really expecting him to show up or at least get teased in Book of Boba Fett because okay. I think that that story would have been extremely interesting. Just sort of the idea of the full circle. Obviously, Boba was extremely vengeful towards mm. uh, Mace for killing yeah. his father, understandably yeah. so. Yeah. And that was a big driving force for him early on as a child. Mm. But I also just completely misinterpreted what the book of Boba Fett meant. I figured that that was like a hit list that he was going through and that just, mm. it's a whole other thing, but yeah. I figured there was like a book of people that had wronged him and I figured Mace would be high up mm. on that list, but it wasn't, wasn't what that, the direction yeah. that show went in yeah, at all. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, that being said, that would be the most natural place for him to show up in my opinion. And as for how he survived, I, I have a lot of thoughts. So are you familiar with, star wars theory by chance yeah yeah youtube yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so he's pretty awesome and he has this fan film uh the darth vader fan film which is uh it's only got one episode out so far but it's supposed to be a multi-part series okay and it's essentially following vader a few months after revenge of the sith and mm. i think that the story that he kind of has in place at least the skeleton of it is very interesting where i think that it could have been really interesting if mace survived his fall um, out of Palpatine's office window and sort of rallied a small group of Jedi survivors, maybe including Grogu. And they kind of made this last stand somewhere, maybe not Naboo, which is where it takes place uh, in, in Theory's film, but mm -hmm. um, somewhere they make this last stand against Vader and the Inquisitors and they just get slaughtered. Mm. Um, and that's how Grogu falls into the hands of the empire and all that stuff but mace mace is really the only survivor the others are either killed or taken in for the inquisitorious program mm -hmm. and um mace feels once again this immense sense of guilt for letting this happen to his fellow jedi as well as the galaxy mm -hmm. and i think that the biggest linchpin would be for him to turn to the dark side very briefly and so he finally kind of gives into that inner darkness to try mm -hmm. to assassinate vader or mm -hmm. something like that yeah and in doing so he kind of has this realization that oh my gosh i'm becoming this evil that i've sworn to destroy and he goes into exile somewhere in the unknown regions he just crashes his ship and lives out his days there and kind of cuts mm -hmm. himself off from the force he's like i i can't do anything now mm -hmm. like i've kind of i've danced with the devil a little bit with the dark side yeah and um I'm too much. I, if I turn to the dark side, I'm too much of a danger to be involved in anything anymore. So he mm. just c removes himself from the equation entirely and goes into exile somewhere else and the and cuts himself off from the force, kind of like we see Luke in episode eight. Yeah. But the one thing that kind of snaps him out of that is the death of Palpatine. That's like a strong enough ripple throughout the force that he's mm. able to feel it even in that sort of yeah. hermitage, isolated state. And that sort of is like, he's like, oh, wow, I've been here for like, what would that be? Like 20 something years. Yeah. Um, and he uses the force to sort of commune with any surviving Jedi, which at that point, the strongest of which is probably Luke. Yeah. And Luke finds his way to this planet. He's still pretty young, still pretty fresh. And he's able to learn from Mace a little bit and then invites him to join his new jedi order helps him escape whatever planet he's on mm -hmm. 
and he kind of gives him the opportunity to come back and become a member of this new Jedi order and Mace mm-hmm. declines and says no I like I just I can't I can't do that kind of thing anymore like I'm happy to advise and stuff like that but yeah. I don't think that it's my place to walk that path at this point mm-hmm. and that's where Book of Boba Fett comes into play like just whispers of this old sort of retired as it were Jedi master mm-hmm. um kind of start circulating through the galaxy and it reaches Boba and he's like, this is the guy, this is him. Mm. And he goes after him. And I think that that would be a really interesting way to kind of have that final confrontation is like mm. when they're both really old, Mace is like just kind of this worn down old man. Yeah. And Boba shows up and he's like, I'm going to kill you. And then they kind of have this final confrontation. I don't know how it would end. If it's Boba Fett's show, I would assume Boba would probably win. Yeah. But I mean, I would be down for that. I don't want Mace to die, but I just kind of want to see him back in canon. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of, those are kind of my thoughts. I tried to keep it relatively concise, but no, that that, makes that, sense. that's kind of how I wanted want, want to see his character <laughs> brought back in the future. <clears throat> No, and I, that, I mean, how you laid that out and, like, how, like, that would make sense for the shows that we have now, the, how things are laid out with the uh, sequels, and um, it makes sense to be able to fit in in a, in a way like that. So, like, when you think of, um, when you think of, like, some of the shows that have already been announced or mm-hmm. we know we're getting another season um, I don't know. Do do we know if? Because um, I haven't heard for sure. Or do we know if we're getting a season two of the Book of Boba Fett or not? Well, so there was like this leaked poster from another country. I don't really know, but it, it like supposedly had hinted at a season two. Okay. I would assume we would get one, just because even though the reception of it wasn't super strong by everybody including myself i didn't love the book of boba fett all Mm. that much i just i think i had unrealistic expectations for it but um it it still performed very well so i would assume we would get a season two okay um and i would hope to see boba do a little bit more i would hope to sort of get a little more action from him because i felt like he just kind of sat around and let everyone else do stuff that entire show but yeah um but yeah i would i would assume that we'd get one in the next couple of years, probably yeah. 2024. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. So when you think of that, like what, if you had to drill down a show or, and you're probably, I mean, you might say book of Boba Fett. Um, what, where do you think we would actually see Mace come in um, yeah. potentially and that sort of thing in like exact show or something? Yeah. So I've kind of talked a lot about how I think he could br- be brought into return of, or not return of the Jedi book of Boba Fett. Um, and the main, the main thing that I grappled with when I kind of came up with that whole little story about how he survived was why wouldn't he be around during the original trilogy? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that that, the whole idea of having him be exiled is, is kind of yeah. for free dancing with the darkness as it were. Um, and, and that would make but, sense. Cause I mean, he's not the only Jedi that went into some type of exile. No, so, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it would, it would go along with kenobi and yoda and all that as well so yeah totally and so so i think that that makes sense but as far as like where i think we could see him 
I think that the Tales of the Jedi show has a lot of potential. Mm, and I know yeah. that we're going to get a little bit about him during the, I think, so as I understand it, it's going to be two, three episode arcs, one about Dooku and one about Ahsoka. Yep. And um, Windu's going to be involved in the Dooku side of that storyline. Okay. Uh, I think that that's, that concept of this show or series of shorts has a lot of potential to really dive into a lot of these sort of more secondary characters. I would even mm. consider Mace a secondary yeah. character. But people like him, Plo Koon, Kit Fisto, mm. uh, Ayla Secura, all yeah. like all these different characters that maybe didn't get as much time and stuff like the movies or the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. To get to kind of dive into their stories a little more, I think, is a super interesting opportunity. Yeah. And I really hope that they kind of take advantage of that. Um, but... That's also me. I love prequel era Jedi. I think they're so yeah. cool. So yeah. I mean, that's that's I'm a yeah. little biased there, but um, and just to just to clarify, Tales of the Jedi, from my understanding, is going to be during the prequel era, right? Yes. Yeah. So it'll take place. I mean, either prior to Phantom Phantom Menace a little bit, or during those uh, prequels. I think that it's going to bleed into, yeah, so at least, obviously, Dooku's story doesn't go past Revenge of the Sith, but yeah. I think we're going to get a little bit of stuff of him before turning to the dark side, Okay, and then kind of follow that path. It's supposedly yeah. supposed to follow the two different paths of people who, like, left the Order, basically, because Ahsoka yeah. and him both left the okay. Order, but Ahsoka continued to follow the light, yeah. and Dooku turned to the dark. So I think that that's yeah. the premise that they're going for. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think Ahsoka's story might... And did you read the Ahsoka novel by chance? Yes, yes. Okay, so it might end like during the events of that. Okay, that makes um, sense. Yeah. So a little, little after Revenge of, or a little after Order sixty six and all that. Yeah, yeah. And before all her stuff with rebels and all that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. So we got Tales of the Jedi. Any other um, shows that you think we could see Mace come into, and especially talking like post Episode six type shows. Yeah, um, I think I I just think it makes the most sense for him to come into the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Maybe of the stuff that we have announced right now, probably not. I don't see him coming into like yeah. Ahsoka. I have no idea what Skeleton Crew is gonna be. Um, uh, yeah, I don't see him coming into Mando really either. So. I think Boba is what makes the most sense. I would love a Mace show with like yeah. maybe Sam Jackson being like a narrator and mm. then having like maybe a younger actor play him. That would be interesting, yeah. John David Washington, Mahershala Ali, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, I would love something like that. Once again, I'm a bit biased, but I think that that could be pretty interesting <laughs> if done yeah. correctly. Um, I I thought that we might get some sort of hint about him being alive in Kenobi, but I figured they wouldn't just not pull focus from obi-wan yeah um stuff like that i don't yeah. know but, no that totally makes sense yeah and i do think like i i do find mace as a very interesting character and he i mean in some ways i do see him as a boba fett type of character who is iconic in the star wars universe but yeah. doesn't get a ton of screen time and yeah. does like we don't get a ton of his story and so like I, I could definitely see us getting a Mace-type show, whether it's directly at Mace or him being brought into something, just because yeah. he does have that kind of feel of, like, 
he's very iconic, but he doesn't necessarily get a whole lot of screen time in the movies or yeah. um, things like that. So I could totally see that as well. Um, so, but what, like, I don't know, do you, has Samuel Jackson, has he, has he referenced anything to coming back or do you know if he's talked about that much at all? Or I don't know for sure, but do you know? He said a lot that he wants to. I mean, okay. I know he—he he was a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. Like, and like, I know that he, like, I mean, he—he he was super pumped to be able to come on. And I mean, he like asked George specifically for a purple lightsaber so he yeah. could see himself in the arena fight. Like, he's a super, super big Star Wars fan, and I know okay. that he would love to come back. He said that in many interviews. Same thing with like Liam Neeson with Qui Gon. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, yeah, no, I'll come back. Why not? And so they're just both really big fans. And so I th- I could see him being very willing to come back, mm. but I mean it's a matter of whether or not they want to. They want to do that, yeah. Which I mean, if he if he wants to come back, that uh, heightens our chances of actually getting it, though. Yeah, um, I, I'd like to think so. That would, um, I mean, one if they ask, we know he's probably going to say yes. Um, yeah, and to do something, and two, I mean, if he can push the. If that idea gets thrown around at all, he could probably definitely help push that forward. So, um, yeah. which that'd be interesting. So, awesome. So, um, as we end our time together here, Jonah, any uh, any last things you want to say about Mace um, or mention before we wrap up? Ooh, I don't know. I've gone through a lot, and like I said, there's not as much to talk about Mace, even though he is my favorite character. Yeah. I will say that in Legends from the uh, the Clone Wars miniseries that came out in 03, he's the reason that Grievous has his cough, which obviously isn't canon mm. anymore because he has yeah. the cough before the Battle of Coruscant. Yeah. But originally yeah. in that show, he got he like crushed his like torso, mm-hmm. and like that was during the Battle of Coruscant and yeah. everything. So yeah. that, that's an awesome show, by the way, the Clone Wars miniseries. Yeah, yeah, super and cool. I- Actually, I did a um, funny. You mentioned, I kind of forgot about that, but I actually did a podcast on Grievous back in June, um, and I did talk a little bit about um, Mace um, crushing his and crushing his systems and yeah. having that cough and stuff. So I did, yeah, I kind of forgot about that, but um, yeah, I did mention that um, as well. So. Well, Jonah, it's been great to have you on. Um, I have, I've actually really enjoyed this. Um, I think you've made me a little bit more of a Mace fan already, just because <laughs> um, I've learned some things from you that I didn't actually know. Um, and Glad so, um, I said so that I've really enjoyed our time together. So, um, thanks for coming on and just being a part of this um, and being a part of the podcast and hanging out. So, um, yeah, and I, like I said, I've learned about Mace um, a little more about Mace. So that has. Um, made me intrigued and I, I i have had on my list to read chatterpoint so mm-hmm. i'll get there eventually um i don't know right. when that'll be but i will get there so respect respect and yeah man thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to come on uh this is super fun i haven't been on anyone else's podcast so um so i appreciate you you reaching out and uh i'm glad that we can make this happen so so yeah this is yeah fun. definitely man yeah definitely so um as we always like to say here at ice flame and um at the end of every show light the fire have a great week